Welcome back. One thing I can tell you about baseball, besides how fun it is, it sure is expensive. I am Grayson Knight, and this is Baseball Podcast Our Fun. My guest today, along with his partner, is trying to help lower costs to parents and players through their website, Guardian Baseball. But this is not a 20-minute commercial, but a way for Zev Bernard to help his travel organization uh, that has grown under his brand and leadership. Please welcome today's guest, Zev Bernard. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Is this your first podcast? I've done a few podcasts before. Not too many. Maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous? Not a little. Is this your first I was gonna, I was gonna podcast by a 13-year-old? What'd you say? Is this your first podcast by a 13-year-old? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to talking about your company, uh, which my mom and dad have used a lot to save us some money, uh, can we go back in time a bit? Uh, so you grew up in Los Angeles, uh, in Los Angeles area, is that right? That's right. Mm-hmm. I can see the Dodgers pennant on, on the back of your wall. Yes, I'm a big Dodger fan. I always have been. I went to my first Dodger game when I was like 12 months old. Wow. I think I went to my first race game when I was about – a year, two years old, something like that. Uh, my first stadium I've ever been to. The race, awesome. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and you actually grew up in, uh, grew up playing in the same area uh, as 2013 World Series champ and friend of the show Ryan Lavarnway, right? Yeah, we were a couple years apart in the same in the same neighborhood. Man, he was really good. Uh, did you guys play in the same organization? We didn't play in the same organization. I was a, like maybe two or three years ahead of him, but um, we were always, you know, playing around each other. I knew who he was. He was uh, he was like a big deal. He was always this like up and coming, up and coming superstar, which you know he totally was and is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad says baseball is is a small world, and yes, it is. Uh, but okay, can you uh, tell me uh, about baseball? What kind of player were you? I played all over the place until I was about a sophomore in high school. And at that point, I got serious about catching and I caught for the rest of my high school career and I caught in college as well. So I did a bunch of catching. I DH'd a bunch because, you know, in college, catchers end up DHing a whole bunch. And I played a little bit of outfield in college, too. Uh, So I'm I'm a. Uh, my primary is outfield center field, uh, but I have been learning third base a little bit. Uh, and I'm actually pretty good at it. You're good at third base. What What do you like about playing third base? Third base um, is hard. I don't know. It's, it's different from all the other infield positions. It's a way longer throw. It's the hot corner, so balls get to you faster than any other infield position. Um, and I just think it, it's fun just scooping up balls and throwing them in the first. Yeah, I like third base because you didn't have to be too fast. You didn't have to have to cover too much ground. I could like scoop balls real good. I've got, I have really good hands and I could like pick them and scoop them real good. Um, but, you know, I'm no, I was never fast. I didn't have to cover too much ground. Uh, so you were playing the game and loving the game so much that when you're on 14, you actually started teaching clinics and coaching little kids. So how did that happen? There were a bunch of kids just in the area that kind of wanted to do baseball lessons and they were anywhere between seven to 10 years old. And I was 14 and I knew them from 
little league or family connections or whatever. And I just started doing it one day, like giving baseball lessons to a couple of them and it grew and grew. And then all of a sudden I was like 17 or 18 years old and I was doing 20 or 30 baseball lessons a week with like, you know, a ton of different kids in the area. Wow. That's awesome. Did you, did you get paid? Did you make any money? I made a little bit of money. I don't remember what I was charging back then, but yeah, I mean, I was charging them a little bit and I was making, I was making a little cash at that age, which was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think, um, when you're real young, uh, and real little, uh, older, uh, when you're young, older kids seem like adults. Do you think that's what, uh, the little kids acted it if like you were, like you were an adult? I think, well, I hope they didn't really think I was an adult, but I think I was, you know, somewhat, they definitely looked up in age to me, right? Because when you're, when you're seven years old, you kind of think everybody's like 30 or 40, right? So I think definitely I was, you know, I was some sort of, a, you know, authority figure, not authority figure, but I was some sort of coach to these guys. So I do think they looked up to me in that, in that capacity. Uh, and when you were on varsity baseball as a senior, uh, didn't you coach the ninth grade team? Is that even legal? It, no, it's not legal. So I'm not going to say what schools they were, but it was a uh, it was a it was a ninth grade team in a different school. Okay. Oh, okay. So you coached at a different school, like after school hours? Yeah, it was like an eighth grade, ninth grade team. How did you do that? Uh, we just I don't know. The schedules worked out. I wasn't at every single game, every single game in practice for the team I was coaching, like, you know, I wasn't going to miss one of my high school games for, you know, to coach that game, but I, we were able to make it work. Did the uh, players, did the players, demanding of a schedule. did the players uh, you coached knew you were a high schooler? Yeah. So who were they like? It was, cool. it was far out. It was one of like, it was a really good experience. That sounds awesome. Uh, I mean, it's probably, I'm probably not going to do that, but that's like a good coaching experience. Just like, like 18, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it was far out. Uh, so there's no doubt that you love baseball. Uh, you ended up at Spalding uh, University in Louisville, Kentucky. So why did you choose to go to Kentucky from California? Well, I came out of from a junior college in California, and I knew that I wanted to get out of California for a couple of years and finish college. So I had a few different options and schools that I was interested in and they were interested in me so I went around the country and I visited a few of them and after spending a little bit of time in each city and at each school and with each baseball coach I decided that I liked Louisville the best and I like Spalding the best so it was pretty easy after I went to all the different locations I really like Louisville and I really like Spalding they're good mm -hmm. places uh, so you told us you played catcher uh, in high school and college but how much harder is it uh, what, how, how hard is the transition like from high school to college? It's harder because everybody's a lot kind of like bigger and stronger and faster than they were in high school. So you've got to, you know, get real strong or real fast really quickly if you're going to compete, if you're not already. I think that's, you know, the speed of the game and just the, uh, the strength of some of those older guys that are 20, 21, 22 years old bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, so at what point did you think, uh, playing baseball might not happen as a career, uh, but you continue to coach? I think I knew in high school that it wasn't going to be like a career playing wise. Like I was always pretty good, but I knew I wasn't going to get drafted and go play major league baseball. 
or anything to that extent. So I knew probably from the age of like 17 or 18 that, you know, I can go play in college. But after that, that's probably it for me. Uh, and were you a founding member of the Wolves travel ball organization there in Louisville? Oh, like starting with two teams, 2012, and now you're 15, right? Yeah, that's right. I started the Wolves in 2012. Mm-hmm. Was it just you or a bunch of other guys? Uh, I started the Wolves by myself. I had some really good friends of mine and really good coaches that coached with me and still coach with me. But, you know, I was the the owner and founder of it and I started it. I started it in 2012 and then I hired these guys to come to come coach the teams with me. What made you want to start a travel organization? Um, I just I didn't really intend on starting a travel organization. I just ended up with this really good group of like, you know, 12 or 13, 16 year olds. And I said, hey, let's you know, let's have tryouts and get a few more players for the team. We had like 50 kids come out. So we ended up with two 16 year old teams that year. And then the next year we added a couple more teams. So it just grew and grew. I didn't plan at that point of starting, you know, starting this big travel organization. I just had one team that was real good. And I thought we were going to, you know, keep playing games. Well, what, what were the age groups? They were 16 year old the first year. It was two 16 year old teams. Okay. And then uh, the, next, the next year we added what I think was a 13 year old team and a 15 year old team. And then after that, it just continued, you know, to grow. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, hard uh, dealing with parents? No, dealing with parents is great. Really? Yeah. Well, next my dad quest- thinks next, otherwise. Next, but... next question. <laughs> what did you say? Your dad says otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my dad dealing, dealing with the parents. It's a it's a big majority, you know, of of running a travel organization or any organization with kids. Right? Is like you know talking to and communicating to you know, the parents. So like, you know, I spend a ton of my time doing it all the time, you know, every, every year I always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think uh, adults ruin kids sports? No, no, no. You- I mean, I think they, I think they probably could right? a couple, a couple, you know, parents here and there are going to ruin it for their kids, of course. Right. But for the most part, no. Mm-hmm. So my dad was uh, my coach for, I think, for all, mo- most all of rec ball and then uh, my 12U, my 12U team, but he's not a coach anymore. And during the starting point, he he's had, he has, he's had to deal a lot with parents. So he, he really doesn't um, like to like to deal with parents, but uh, you say otherwise. So I might have to rethink that. And the Wolves have softball too, right? We don't have softball teams. No, not not yet. Maybe we will one day. You don't? No. So, so w- one day, do you think like maybe a year, two years? Uh, I don't know. I think I would probably have to have to meet the right softball person and softball coach that could that could kind of handle that wing, that wing of the Wolves. You know, I don't have enough bandwidth to start, you know, to start a whole softball part of it. All my all my brains dedicated to growing the baseball side of it you know are any girls in your organization playing baseball we've had two or three throughout the years girls that have played i think they were they were on like our 11 and 12 year old team okay uh so i interviewed uh this girl her name was addie wilson she's on the georgia swarm uh also there's on my old organization tg 
Um, there were a bunch of girls for 12U. So I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool to see them. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, how many players uh, from your organization have gone to play college uh, baseball or are there any big names? We've had over 40 players that have played in our organization and then gone on and played college baseball at one level or another. And then we had two players that have got drafted. They just got drafted this past year in the draft. Will Bryan is one player. He got drafted by the New York Yankees and their Connor Holden got drafted by the Detroit Tigers and they're both pitchers. And, you know, it's not, it's not a surprise to see they got drafted when they were 16, 17, 18, they were, they were like such good pitchers already. Hmm. Were the so good pitchers, were they great in, in your, in your teams? Yeah, they were great. They, you know, they would go without something to be go a whole summer without losing a game. At that level, you start, if you're a pitcher, you're going to start anywhere from six to eight games a summer. You know, that's really it. And they would go, you know, seven and oh, or seven and one or whatever. I don't, I think, I think they each went a whole season, you know, without losing. Uh, so my hope is uh, to play well enough in high school uh, and to get a few college offers. And my dream school is the University of Florida. University of Florida? Man, I watched them play last night. They were playing. Uh, they they just they barely won. Yeah, did you watch it? Yeah, bases loaded, one out, and they only gave up one run to win. Yeah, that game was nuts. Yeah, against Wake Forest, right? Uh, Oral, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Is that where you want to go, Florida? Yeah, Florida. Yeah, uh, because uh, I grew up in Florida. I grew up in the West Palm area. Actually, I was born in the West Palm area. Uh, and my mom went to Florida. My dad uh, got his 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 uh, major, a uh, master's at Florida. So yeah, yeah, awesome. So let's talk about Guardian Baseball now. Uh, you and your business partner Matt started Guardian in 2018, and you actually have former major leaguer Matt Joyce, uh, and as an investor. By the way, thank you for helping him. Thank you for helping me get him on the show. But, but so that was, a, all, that was a joke, right? What was that a joke? Was that were you making a joke? No, Matt Joyce. Yeah, he's he he was a former former guest. Okay, okay, I didn't know he was a guest. I thought you were making a joke, like help, like get this get this guy on for me. No, I'm, I'm, okay, cool. I'm not sarcastic it. at all. Matt Joyce, Matt Joyce is an is an investor and part owner in our company. He, he joined us in the end of 2021 and he helps us design products and, you know, he helps our vision for the company and he, he helps us out in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. He's also doing, he's doing some really cool commentating for the Rays now. He's wiped on Apple TV. He, uh, he does a bunch of insight and commentating on their game and stuff like that. Uh, so after all of that, why did you start Guardian Baseball? Well, we saw there were, there were a few different gaps in the baseball industry that we saw and we thought we could start making these products on our own and filling these gaps. And we started with a few items. The first one we did, you know, were cleats and turfs and some items like that. And we were able to manufacture them and have a lot of success selling them online. So again, we just kind of found, found these holes in the baseball industry that people didn't see. And we started small with a couple of products and now, you know, we're growing and growing and growing. Well, baseball is expensive, and so is the gear. Uh, your website has uh, a lot of the big name brands that we all know. 
Uh, so how do you decide on what gear gets sold on your website? We sell most of it. We sell most of what we have. We sell on our website. If that answers your question. Mm -hmm. Is there, is there anything that like has to get cut because of reasons? No, not really. Okay. Uh, so what's next for Guardian or where do you hope to see the company in the next five or five or so years? We're just going to keep grinding along and keep making our own Guardian gear and our Guardian merchandise and keep working hard. Mm -hmm. You're going to see you're going to see our gear on every field in the country sooner than later. Mm -hmm. uh, I really hope you and Matt have all the success in the world. Thank you. Uh, we, we wish the same for you, man. What you're doing is really cool. There's nobody nobody doing anything like it. Okay, Mr. Bernard, we've reached the not-so-rapid-fire questions, the final segment of the interview. Uh, you can answer with as much or as little info as you want. You ready? I'm ready. So, since you grew up in Los Angeles, are you a Dodgers or Angels fan? I think you're a Dodgers because of the pennant. Dodgers, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, well, are you, were you happy that the Dodgers beat the Rays in the World Series? Um, is that – yeah. I just – it was – it was, it was the short season – Right, because of COVID, and it just wasn't like the same kind of satisfaction as I think the the, the long season makes. So mm -hmm. yes, I was really happy to see it, but I need us to do it again. Uh, so what is your best baseball memory as a player or coach? Uh, my best baseball memory as a player was hitting hitting a big home run in a semifinal game in high school that we won that game one nothing. And it was in like the later part of the game, fifth or sixth inning. So you, you hit the game winning solo home run? Yeah, it was like the biggest home run I ever hit too. And we won that game one nothing. It was like a wow. big and and the Olsen twins were at that game. You know who the Olsen twins are from Full House? Matt Olsen? Um, no, the Olsen twins. Your dad your dad will tell you who the Olsen twins are from Full House. <laughs> the Olsen twins. You can tag them in this video. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh so I, I saw one video where you asked uh, some players who they like better, Thor or Batman. So uh, I think so. I asked you, uh, what superpower would you like? Superpower would I like? Yeah. Um, I just think you got to go with like ultimate strength, right? And just be stronger than everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, do any major leaguers wear your stuff? Yes, we've got a few different major leaguers. Wearing our stuff, we are close to finalizing some deals, so I can't say more than that at this moment, but soon you guys will be seeing it. Future podcast guest, maybe. Uh, definitely. Uh, so what is your favorite song or band, or who is your favorite singer? Uh, my favorite band is Sublime. Sublime? Is that older or recent? They're an older band. They were they were like popular in like the late nineties kind of area. Uh, do you think youth ball team should have walk up music? <laughs> it's funny that you said that because uh, four months ago I would have said absolutely not, no walk up music. But I coached our eleven year old wolves team this year, and our season was not going great. And I got a like a legit over one thousand word essay from two of my players. And it was like a, a, a well-written thesis paper about why I should allow this team to have walk-up music. And they used like, they used references and they used examples from their own lives and from their teammates' lives. It was the craziest thing. 
So I read this, you know, this huge paper and I was still going to say, you know, I was still going to say no to them. And I ended up for a couple of different reasons. I ended up saying, yes, you got, you know, the team can start using walk-up music. And we won three straight tournaments and we won 19 games in a row. Oh my. Walk-up music. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my team, we, we have, we have walk-up music. Uh, my team at towards the end of the season, we went on a nine game win streak. We should have had, uh, 12 games in a row, but our Sunday, uh, game games got rained out. So we, we couldn't, but yeah, nine games is, I think the best. It's, uh, yeah, it was nuts, but everybody, I don't know. It worked. It worked. Everybody was pumped up with the walk-up music. Well, I'm glad it worked, and don't ever change it ever again. No, we we have it. We have mm-hmm. to have it forever. Uh, who's your favorite baseball player growing up, and did you ever get to meet him? My baseball favorite baseball player was Mike Piazza because he was a big, you know, like a big catcher for the Dodgers, and he was so good, and he was so fun to watch. No, I never met him though. Uh, and last one, what is your favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie. Yeah. Uh, the Sandlot, I think, is just the best one. There's a lot of good ones, but I think that's just the best one, right? What's yours? Uh, I have three. I uh, Major League, uh, Sandlot, and I think I think Feel the Dreams. Feel the Dreams, yeah. yeah They're the all dreams. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, end of the sand and at the towards the end of the Sandlot was in Dodger Stadium, right? Which was? Uh, I didn't hear you. At the end of the Sandlot, the movie Sandlot was they were in Dodger Stadium. Oh, when he's when he gets in that rundown, that last mm-hmm. rundown, yeah, yeah, and no, no when he steals home. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, and the flash forward. That's Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can you relate to that movie at all? Can I relate to it? No, not really. No, I never like you know we did, I didn't ride my bike to like the dirt lot to play to play baseball. I think that was like a gener like a generation before me sort of. Well, that's Zeb Bernard from Guardian Baseball, folks. We did it. Thank you so much. Uh, do you have any th- anything else you want to add or ask me? No, this was cool, man. Thanks for having me. Best of luck to you. You're gonna uh, you're gonna go real far with this. Thank you so much. Uh, did you have fun? I did. Mm. Yes. Well, well, thanks again for coming on my show. Please visit guardianbaseball.com for all your baseball needs or at Guardian Baseball on Instagram, where they have 10 to 30% off discount codes from time to time. Uh, and you can help my show by subscribing to Baseball Podcasts Are Fun on YouTube and Spotify, telling a friend, and going to Baseball Podcasts Are Fun on Instagram. I also have a website with the same name. Please check back next week for an all new guest. Until then, that was Zeb Bernard. I am Grayson Knight. And this was Baseball Podcasts Are Fun. Don't forget to swing for the fences. See ya!